Welcome to University, a podcast for young people navigating life's big transitions. I'm Anne-Marie Ceresso, your host. On University, you'll hear stories from college students, you'll get tips from experts, and occasionally you'll hear from a parent's perspective on how to manage this time of change in your life consciously. Find yourself, find your purpose, find your people, and pursue you fearlessly. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of University. I'm excited for you to meet Trey Royal. Trey is um, currently a freshman and started his first semester at ASU where he quickly recognized this is not the place for me. And over the next few weeks, he spent his time deciding if he was gonna stay or go. We talked to Trey about his decision here all that he learned along the way, and what he's hoping to create in his second semester. I hope you enjoy it. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of University. I'm really excited to introduce Trey Royal. Hey Trey, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm appreciating you taking some time out during the holiday break to talk about school, which is probably the very last thing you want to be thinking about right now. Uh, it's on my mind a lot, so I'm always thinking about it. Is it? Is it on your line of mind a lot? Yeah. What most occupies your mind? Um, just like making sure that I'm more intentional with my, because I'm transferring, just more intentional with like the, I basically get like another shot at starting over again. And so I just kind of like think about how I'm going to go about it again. That's really interesting. I love the way you look at it. Like I get another shot at starting over. Yeah. So this is one of the reasons I wanted to um, invite you onto this calls because I'm really curious about this decision, how you made it, how you made the first decision. So you started at ASU and you're now transferring to U of I. So take us on that journey. And I would even like it if you started us back when you decided you chose ASU. Yeah. And then getting there and then getting to this point where you're, you've decided to transfer. Yeah. So basically, um, I went to, I wanted to do sports journalism. And so I applied to a bunch of sports journalism schools and ultimately Arizona State just kind of offered the best like package and it's a really good school for that um and I kind of just like sports and I was a good rider so I felt like it kind of made sense and so especially at that time in high school where everyone's deciding where they want to go and what they want to do I felt I needed something so I kind of picked it and so went to Arizona State um, the way that Arizona State works out is it's around 70,000 undergrad. So they have four different, completely different campuses um, based on your major. So they have an engineering campus that's more science and then they have like the regular campus that's liberal arts and business and stuff like that. And then they have um, their downtown Phoenix campus, which consisted of journalism, nursing, and law just because those are considered professional programs. And so they're in downtown Phoenix. So I kind of was separate from Arizona State as a school. And so you weren't I, like on the campus, like the party campus where everyone thinks of ASU. Well, I was in a one dorm and then like in the financial district of Phoenix and like across the street was my 
class where all my buildings were and that's pretty much it so I went across the street for classes and went back to my dorm and if you know Phoenix it's not a lot going on <laughs> now when you're from Chicago so you like you're there was a big difference when I thought of big city like you think of foot traffic and stuff like that and there was none of that so it was pretty much just my dorm and um like my <sighs> I didn't realize that I didn't realize you weren't on campus so yeah. you're missing that whole campus experience basically I was at a small school in downtown Phoenix so like yeah if you were thinking of a downtown small school that's kind of what you would look for and that's what I I applied to Chapel Hill Miami so big schools where I thought I was going to be on a campus and I, I knew that I was going to be at a smaller school but once I got into my journalism classes I kind of realized I really don't want to do this and I don't enjoy writing and really? pretty much what it is. Yeah, I like figured out I wanted to be a pundit, and a pundit is someone who gives their opinion. In order to be that, you have to do years of just hardcore, objective journalism work. I didn't really want to do that. So um, quickly, I just decided, like, well, if I'm not going to be doing journalism, that's the only reason I came out here. And I'm going to have to transfer to their actual campus. If I were to just do liberal arts, I might as well just go back home and do um, in-state tuition and just be closer because Arizona is really far. So that's kind of how I ended up um, back here. Yeah. There were a, a number of things I heard you talk about. Number one, you decided that what you wanted to major in shifted completely. Yeah. So therefore, the school you chose, which was based on that major, was no longer really relevant. Yeah. And then the experience itself that you were having you weren't enjoying like living in Phoenix and just yeah. being like, I had a good time. Like I made the best out of it and I had a, a lot of really good friends, but just the overall, like what I pictured when I went to school was not what it was, but it was a great experience. Like it was definitely like a great growing experience, but it wasn't what I was um, setting out, I think to enjoy. What was your vision? Basically I wanted to be, next like really big sports journalist and I was going to be at a big like campus um taking journalism classes and I was doing half of that but then I didn't really enjoy that half so there wasn't a whole lot left for me. And what do you think the hardest um thing about making new connections and building new community is going to be? Do you have a sense of that? Because you've experienced it once already right? Yeah. And and I'm imagining that once you sort of checked out, like you knew that you weren't going to stay at ASU, that it made it even more difficult. Not that it was difficult at all. You didn't say it was. But I'm wondering if it made it difficult for you to develop relationships and connections with people. Um, no, because I had a really good group of friends there prior to like me knowing that I was going to leave. So... And here's like one thing that I experienced about college is you have kind of the couple week window of people making friends, but once they make friends, they kind of close off their groups. At least that's how my experience was. So something I think probably might be, or could be difficult is going in the middle of this, the year when everyone's kind of already found their groups. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's something that I think could be a challenge, but that's why I think the benefit of people I know already being there some people that I can um, connect with and then, you know, ex expand that. But yeah, I think 
Um, yeah, that's definitely a challenge. I could see that being a challenge. How about how I'm imagining. So do you have your dorm assignment? Mm -hmm. And I remember when um, Robert was choosing his dorm, he got to like interview people and like, yeah. it's kind of like Tinder for roommates, like yeah. choose your roommates. Were you able to do that? Um, they, for ASU and U of I, they had a thing where you could like say, how do you like the room? Like, when do you like to get up? And that, yeah, that's what he had. Yeah. So I had that issue and like this one, I had that, but I'm in a single room with a shared bathroom. Nice. Uh, yes. I, and I think it's because I'm a transfer student. So I don't like really have a roommate roommate. I don't think, um, but I had that at, at ASU. You did have a roommate? Mm -hmm. How did you like your roommate? It was actually kind of crazy. He was um, Mormon and he um, was a Trump supporter. And that's just not, that's not me um, personally. Yeah. <laughs> he was a Mormon Trump supporter. Yeah. And how would you, <laughs> and we, oh, okay, I'm just giggling because I know you. Yeah. And so like you would think that, but I don't think I could have had a better roommate like at all. I mean, we just, we like sports and so we would do our work and we were in the honor school so we kind of had similar classes and we do our work and we just talk like about stuff we were interested in. we wouldn't really talk about like politics and stuff like that we talked about religion a lot but um you did talk about religion yeah but, wait, oh wait you gotta take me through this now so yeah. you have a mormon roommate who's a, a yeah. say that again i had a weird group of friends it was cool though. Yeah, so I had a I had a Trump supporting roommate, and then I had a group of guys who, um, cause he was from Arizona, and so and there were a couple of guys that we hung out with, um, on our floor who were kind of more conservative, but they were like really good friends of mine, and then I had a group of friends that we also hung out with who were from Orange County. One was from Texas. One was from Atlanta. So there was a lot of different people. Um, and we talked about a lot of different stuff. It was pretty cool. Okay, so this is, I, I'm really interested in this because how would you describe yourself to our listeners? Because you're not Mormon and you're not a Trump supporter. So I don't believe in um, like a deity or like some God that punishes or like has a ruling. I, mean, I think like I believe in an affirmative power. Um, and then I would say... Uh, I'm definitely not a Trump supporter. So what I know, particularly about people these days, and particularly around religion and politics. Hot topics. Hot topics, right? And there's a lot of divisiveness, and there's a lot of judgment, and there's a lot of separation amongst people who have different or opposing beliefs. Sure. So now here you are living with a roommate who could not have a belief system that's any more different than the one that I know you to have. Yeah. How did you not shut yourself down or judge him or shut him out? Cause it sounds like you got really open and curious yeah. and you still allowed yourself to stay in relationship to him without judging who he was based on his belief system. Yeah. Um, I think that's just, I don't like to, um, I mean, I don't, like, the Trump thing is a little different just because that kind of says who you are. But, like, I like to give people a chance. And he showed himself to be, like, a good, caring um, person. 
And so it wasn't hard. Like, I don't think that his religion and politics is all of who he was and I have to live with him. So I don't know why I wouldn't just make the best out of the situation. And I like exploring what people think anyway. So I would ask him like what his um, beliefs were about gay marriage and um, premarital sex and stuff like that. Cause that's just stuff we disagreed on. And it was cool because we were able to be like, I was like, why do you think that? And then like, he was able to tell me, well, this is what our faith believes, um, blah, blah, blah. And at, you know, by the end of a conversation, we were able to be like, yeah, I don't believe that, but that makes like, I can't say my belief is any, you know, greater than yours and you can't say mine is yours. So it's all personal. I mean, I think everything's personal. So like, just because I don't believe that doesn't, you can believe whatever you want. You were able to, um, like I'm going to just throw in like this little technical term. You were able to like listen to him consciously mm. from an open state of mind and be really curious about where his beliefs come from and why he believes what he believes. And you were able to just see him separate and not judge him because it was different than the way you held your belief system. I was super curious. I had never met a Mormon before. So I just wanted to know like what that was, what that experience was like. Um, and so, yeah, I got interest. I think should be curious in most aspects, just get to know what people are thinking. Yeah, but that's not the way the world runs right now. Like, that's not the world that's being demonstrated to you. You see that, right? Like when you flip on the news or you open a newspaper. I think the people you surround yourself with kind of are more important than what you see. I mean, I kind of have lessened my social media like intake because I know it's not really good for me. And so I just surround my people with, like my mom, you know, it's not really many more open-minded people, I think. So no, I know, that's how my environment is. Like my, well, I can't speak to everyone else's, but that's how mine is. No, but you definitely have a curated environment, you know, starting with your mom who runs this really progressive spiritual community here in Chicago. Um, and so you're sort of steeped in a lot of this um, but when you look at the world around you, when you look at news and you look at social media, you can see how we live in a world of I'm right, you're wrong, or this is good, this is bad, or Trump yeah. versus you know Obama, or like there's all this divisiveness. So yeah. I'm just having a real appreciation for at your age, at this time in your life, being placed in a situation with, I'm assuming he was, he was white. I'm making a complete, like, see how I'm already Not creating really. a judgment. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're a black student at ASU mm -hmm. who, who grew up in a very progressive, um, spiritual community, um, who's the anti-Trump supporter. And I don't mean anti, like there's something bad with him, but just like okay. the antithesis of what he represents yeah. roomed with this white Mormon Trump supporter, like, yeah. and, and it could have gone a completely different way if you were a different guy. Yeah. But it sounds like you created this environment and co-created it, because it sounds like he was open to it too. Like, was he equally curious? Um, I don't know if he was equally curious. I don't think people are usually as curious as I am. Like, I ask a lot of nosy questions um, and, like, deep questions, but he definitely wants like he saw that I was interested, he definitely got interested too. And when he realized like I wasn't judging him for anything, then I think 
that part of him came out too. I mean, he was a really nice guy. So I don't think he would have judged, had a judgment anyway. I mean, he's going on his mission to Denmark um, in January to go, um, you know, for his Mormon mission. So like, I think, I, I mean, he's really nice and he definitely co-created that environment. Yeah. Well, I think that's really cool. I think um, like if we can create a world like you and he created in your dorm. For sure. I'm wondering what it would be like. Yeah, I think it's not that hard. It's just people are stuck in their idea of being right. Why do, you think, why do you think that is? Why are people stuck in their idea of being right? No one likes to be wrong, but like, I don't think you have to be right or wrong. I think you can just believe what you believe. doesn't make it right or wrong. But I, I think people really don't like, I mean, I don't like to be wrong. No one likes to be wrong. And, but if you look at, I think if you think about your beliefs as not being either right or wrong, and they're just beliefs, then it allows for people to coexist better. And I think that we're all capable of that. Um, so, yeah. Well, we're all capable, but we don't seem to be exercising that. No, but I think if you, like, I don't know if you would have been like that if I hadn't, um, like, create, I didn't create the space, but, like, I showed up in a certain way. And so I think for people in the world, you can show up in a certain way as I'm not judging you as, right or wrong and usually they reciprocate that I've and that's my experience well my experience too is um we get what we put out there right so you put out like authentic curiosity and openness and non-judgmental a non-judgmental space mm. you're gonna get that in return and you might it might take the other person a few minutes right to catch up with that because mm -hmm. we don't actually live in a world i mean we live in a world of judgment that's what we live in. That, that's what like social media is all about. It's like we're posting stuff and then judging one another based on that. And really, ultimately, we're judging ourselves mm -hmm. based on how other people are showing up. So yeah. I'm just having such appreciation for this beautiful thing that you created in relationship with your roommate who, you know, so many of us are going out and we're only looking for the people that are just like us. Like we want to belong in communities with people who are like us. Yeah, I think that's something that I had to like kind of let go of because when I first got there and I like my first week, I really didn't like want I, didn't, I left August 10th. And so I was kind of the first to leave out of my friends. So it was kind of hard. But um and I told my mom, I was like, these aren't my people. Like, I haven't found my people or whatever. And the group of people I ended up hanging out with and I really enjoyed, I never would have, you know, probably talked to in high school. And so I think going to college, it, losing the idea that, like, there's an like certain vision for who you, obviously, like, you know, there's certain types of people you want to hang out with, but a certain look of who you, like, are trying to attract, I think, um, you should let go of because there are a lot of really cool people just in the world. We've been talking a lot on this podcast about finding your people, right? Like that's a big focus freshman year yeah. is finding your people, finding your people. And I really love that you've kind of redefined that. Like anyone can be your people if you're open yeah. and curious. Yeah, I think so for sure. Well, I hope you enjoyed that 
conversation with Trey as much as I did. And the thing that I notice myself most excited about is how Trey demonstrated for us the possibility, not only just in your own relationships, but what it would look like in the world if we all were to remain a little bit more open, a little bit more curious. What would the world look like if we all went about meeting people and being in relationship from that point of view? All right, I look forward to many more conversations. Thanks so much for being with us today, and we'll see you next week on the next episode of University. Thanks for listening to University. If you like what you heard, I would be absolutely thrilled for you to share with a friend and equally grateful for you to rate and review on iTunes. It really helps. You can find more information and stay in touch over at university.u on Instagram or at university on Facebook and Twitter. I really hope to see you there. If you'd like support navigating the chaos and you're ready to create a more fulfilling life, I offer live weekly group coaching sessions every Thursday from four to five central time. It's a place to gather together, be seen and heard, reduce your stress, learn how to take back control of your life again. Give the first week a try for free and check it out. You can find out more at the link below or ping me on Facebook and Instagram for more.